This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Greg and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we try and unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make designs that are profitable. I'm Alan from Pixel Partners HQ, and here is my co-host, Greg, from Studio One Design. Do we try or do we just unpack it? Like, you know, like Yoda says, you know, do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> uh, we do. We just unpack. We do. Right? Well, we do it at the, to the best of our ability. I mean, we don't know everything. Although sometimes we, although sometimes we think we do. <laughs> you do. I don't. I'm a novice. It's part of the journey, isn't it? it Constantly is. learning. Exactly. Imagine if you if you did know everything. How boring life would be. It would be, wouldn't it? It mm. would. Cool. Hey, listen, we've got a cool topic today, which is what, what I'm calling veneering. I don't know what the episode title is going to be, so you'll, you, you, the listener, will know because you will have seen it when we launch it. <laughs> but we're, we're going to try and make it exciting. Before we do, Greg, what have you been up to, mate? Oh, jeez, you caught me by surprise. <laughs> this week, I have uh, had a sick daughter. So we've, <laughs> we've been indoors mainly and uh, just, you know, it's obviously winter here in, in Melbourne. So, yeah, it's, you know, just been a boring week, a normal boring week. What about you, buddy? Oh, mate, you know, look, we, we've had a oh, – I've been sick. My son's been sick. Yes, <laughs> it's winter. We want to head into Vivid in, in Sydney. And for the overseas listeners, Google it, Vivid Sydney. It is just the most amazing light show through the whole Sydney Harbour area. But I hate to say it, you know, there's been a lot of unrest around the world with terrorist attacks and my wife's thinking twice about going in, you know, like, are we putting ourselves in jeopardy? And I'm like, you know what, that's not the way to live life. You know, these things happen all over the world and we shouldn't change the way we live because of it because then they win. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you're talking, you go into Sydney. I mean, you're not talking to go into Bangladesh or, you know. What's the chances? And that's the thing, you know, but it is a really big public event, you know, mm. anybody can get in there and it's sad to say, but the media hypes this stuff up so much that people become fearful. I don't. I mean, I, you know, I've travelled all over the world. I've been in places with political unrest and... you got to live. Yeah, you got to live. you got to live. So, so yeah, look, we're, we're excited to go in and, and uh, see Vivid. My kids love it. I love it. I think it's just an amazing piece. Of, of design like and and what a great experience cool man i'm just googling it now i don't actually know what you're talking about so <laughs> you've never been up to vivid in sydney no oh dude it's it's worth the flight up for your kids at least once really or, or coordinate something you know with a client that you've got in sydney and, and come up it is just unbelievable they project all these light shows and designs onto the buildings in sydney Wow, through laser? Uh, yeah, well, no, like actual graphical designs and artworks, you know. So it's a combination of, it's, it's all about light, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of all these displays that are lit up and then things like they tell stories on the side of buildings and, you know, it, it's just unbelievably beautiful please listener look it up and if you ever come to sydney you know everybody comes in summer but if you ever have the chance to come here in winter they do it every year and it is phenomenal how many years have they been doing it i'm not sure maybe 10 years now there you Give go or take. 
Yeah. Where have I been? I don't know. Melbourne. 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 That's right. <laughs> There's a like a council of Sydney business people that work with the actual local government and things like that. And they started it a while back to try and drive business in during the winter periods, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's been hugely successful. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it looks amazing. I'm just looking at Google Images, all the different um, Sydney uh, uh, Sydney Opera Houses, I should say. Incredible designs on there. There's a lot of very yeah. variation too. Check out the videos because they're not just static either. A lot of them are, are moving right. and it's really and – and I admire the people that do these designs because if you actually have a look at some of them, they design it very specifically to interact with the exact shape of the building and yeah. not all the buildings are just towers. Like you use the, the opera house as yeah. an example. It's a very unique shape and some of the animations and the, the graphics are, f- are phenomenal. So we're harping on about this, but it's definitely well worth a look. Well, it's, yeah, incredible design. Yeah, this is really mind-blowing. I have to get up there. All right, that's in May, isn't it? No, hang on. When is it? No, well, it's on now. So I think it's on till about the 17th of June. 17th of June, that's what it says. Yeah, got it, got it, got it. Cool. Awesome. All right. So, oh, that's cool, man. And what's the topic today, Big Al? Mate, we, we, like I mentioned before, we're talking about veneering. Well, I don't know if I did mention it You didn't bef- mention before. it. Oh, well, guess what? We're talking about veneering. And- so you're talking about getting your teeth whitened? Yeah, no. And we're not talking about cladding a house. (laughs) What we are talking about is how companies are tailoring their products to a much smaller channel, potentially. So that's, that's one use of veneering. The other use of veneering is in a marketing communication manner where you take the same product and you repackage it multiple ways and you put it out to market and then based on what sells, you change your marketing communication on that. So Mm -hmm. let me give you an example, right? And again, I don't know how relevant this is for overseas listeners. I'm going to presume that these companies do this in other places apart from just Australia, but I'm going to use Australian examples, right? So pain relief, Nurofen. In Australia, Nurofen have a range of pain relief, right? So they have, for example, Nurofen for neck relief, Nurofen for headaches, Nurofen for stomach pain, right? Now, if you actually go into the farm into the pharmacy and you have a close look at the box, it's exactly the same active ingredient, mm-hmm. ibuprofen, right? There is no difference to the actual product. But what they are doing is when somebody comes in to the store and they look and they go, okay, I need pain relief for stomach cramps. And they're going to pick up the one that says pain relief for stomach cramps. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, so they're, absolutely. they're tailoring the exact same product to different people. There's a, a company that does an eye spray, like eye drops for irritated eyes. They do the same thing. They have the same very the same or very, very similar active ingredients. I don't want to quote that one because I can't remember if they are identical, but they'll have, you know, for itchy eyes, for dry eyes, for watery eyes. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, if they put those three products on the shelf and 85% of their sales come from the product that says dry and irritated eyes. What do you think they might do with their marketing communication? Yeah, of course, that would be the, the, the main pain point that they would target. Yeah, exactly. Or they might look at the other two and go, well, how do we change the communication to get more sales in those? So there's a couple of different ways you can use it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is very, very much design related. It, it's, it's about... You know, we've talked about avatars and target markets and things like that, and people tend to go really broad, right? This is bringing 
you know the target market to a whole nother level right so your target market might still be females who wear glasses in an office environment that's air conditioned if you're doing some kind of eye relief but would it be nice to know and target a very very specific problem that they have absolutely mm, absolutely yeah cool and you know i'm just trying to think of even from uh you know, like my business, web design, we, we do web design, we do landing pages, but we do it for different products in different markets, like you've just mentioned, except, you know, we don't do our marketing to individual pain points or, or, you know, markets, so to speak. So therefore, what you're saying is we could, and, you know, it, I guess we do this with some of our various niches where we will target and do a webinar tailored at say the personal training industry or something like that so really we're selling one product but it could be used you know in in multiple markets basically so it's a similar type of thing with you know what you're talking about with product veneering is that right look i I guess so you know I, i think the product veneering the idea is to target a specific problem mm-hmm. yeah. most of the time that, that I've seen, but you can absolutely veneer it to target a certain market. So let's say you were to modify your homepage and you know that you do the best designs for personal trainers, expert speakers, and service providers. Sure. Right? And the first thing people see on your homepage is, would you like web design for personal trainers, expert speakers, or service providers. Now, if I'm an expert speaker, I'm not going to click on the personal trainer one. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to click on the service provider. Which one am I going to click on? (laughs) Of course, yeah. Yeah, but essentially what you're saying is, and I'm just trying to get this point across so that, you know, if any business is out there that is selling a particular service or product, doesn't matter what it is, but you can sell the same product to different, you know, markets or pain points or whatever the, the problem is, uh, and and then you would tailor, you know, depending on which one's the most popular, you could potentially tailor your marketing to suit. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, right? Cool. So, again, if you put those three examples on your website and 85% of your conversions are coming from expert speakers, you'd ask yourself some simple questions. You know, is it because my marketing is just targeting expert speakers? Is it because... You know, we're getting an even amount of traffic, but our offering isn't right for the other two. Like, what's the what's the variable? I think the idea of that sort of industry category is probably a bad example in the case of veneering. I think a more relevant example might be, do you want to update your website because it is tired looking and outdated? Do you want to update your website because you want increased conversions to sales? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So you're, you're targeting the pain point. Exactly. I mean, I guess you could do it either way. But I mean, you, you do this stuff all the time, Greg. I mean, you may not call it veneering, but do you do multiple versions of landing pages for clients for different target markets or different particular problems? We do indeed. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I guess, you know, the reason we don't do like specific targeting on our main website is because we have such a broad range of clients. It's like, I don't know, think Apple, think the, you know, think Nike or whatever. I mean, they have a target market in mind, but it's really broad. So they don't really narrow down to that particular, uh, you know, to every one of them. Because you'd have about a, a thousand landing pages if you did. And that's what, that's how I would feel about it as well. Because, you know, even though we, we do, you know, personal trainers and speakers and everything you just mentioned, it might be no, not one of those markets is more than, say, 10% of our total 
total you know market share so it's really hard to veneer in that sense you know it's interesting because that was steve jobs's philosophy right he didn't like landing pages you know his target market were human beings Mm, yeah right so but he's a very unique case yeah yeah. right and apple has managed to make it work and if you think about it you know they targeted in their early days innovators people who were early adopters who who wanted to feel like they were game changers you know Uh, and today they probably target uh the greater the greater market but they do veneer to a certain extent you know they do advertising for ipads for creative people you know for education for for different for different categories that's a little different i see what you're saying yeah and i was just thinking then it's it's like ryan levesque's ask method right absolutely i was about to say that well you <laughs> i love it yeah so if you're a business coach for instance and you can help you know multiple different industries and multiple different levels from beginners to advanced etc you might have this ask method where you're talking about their particular pain point whichever pain point resonates with them the most and then you would take them down a marketing funnel that talks to that particular pain point absolutely right yeah cool and and this is the thing right like you can start really simple by like ryan does and just asking the question and then taking them down a different journey Mm. right and veneering is about um once you understand you know maybe the top three pain points then changing, actually changing the way you present your product for each of those pain points, for each of the those those channels or markets or whatever you want to call them, right? Mm. And not just the sales funnel or the landing page. It's it's actually stopping and thinking about exactly what your messaging is for each of those those particular things. I guess it's another way to split test. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And just thinking about the Ryan Levesque, um, you know, ask meth- method and what he'll do if he does segment via pain point, if he takes people to a particular landing page for that pain point, all of the content, it'll be pretty much, you know, this is offering one service here, but um, the content on the page will be slightly tweaked to suit that pain point, including customer testimonials that have uh, where you know where he solved that particular pain point so on each of the individual landing pages he'll just it'll be the same content overall but he'll tweak about 10 percent of it to suit that particular pain point look absolutely and, and and you know i can just hear some of our listeners going oh but you know i i, I can't do that with my product right? it's a lot of work I, well it, it is a bit of work right but but look here's an example right let's say i sold shovels for tradespeople, mm-hmm. okay, and whether it was in a retail environment or whether it was in a an online environment, okay, I could put all my shovels together and I might sell five hundred shovels a month, okay. That's great. I'm doing well. I'm happy with five hundred shovels a month, and it's increasing by five percent every every year. So I'm happy. Why wouldn't I be happy? Mm-hmm. But imagine in your retail environment, if you made a display that said shovels for concreters shovels for plumbers right shovels uh general use okay and as the retail store manager you just observed which display your customers walked up to mm-hmm. wouldn't that be valuable information i mean it would it would certainly tell you what your current buyers look like you get a little bit more information you could then ask yourself the question well if everybody's going to the the shovels for concreters are we not marketing to plumbers properly mm-hmm you know, so, you know, it, it's it's definitely 
it's definitely doable across, I think, just about any product or any industry. It just takes some thought and some effort. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay, that's really cool, man. All right, so have you got any other examples of different types of business or how they could veneer? Well, let's say, I was just thinking then about eyewear, like glasses, you know, whether they're prescription or sunglasses, et cetera. And I'm just thinking about their their marketing. And, and I guess they do veneer, like they will target a you know a different demographic if you like based on you know the, the if it's sunglasses the the coolness factor or you know and they'll put a whole lifestyle um surrounding or background into that to really make uh, like put the the prospect into the picture and i guess you know that's just another way of segmenting yeah absolutely i mean we're, we're susceptible to this all the time you know coca-cola right now i can't vouch for if there is a difference in their recipes right but coke zero is a great example of veneering you know Mm. and if you look at the journey of you know diet diet caffeine free all the different colors they tried and where did they end up they ended up at coke zero right and it was specifically targeted at trying to get diet drinks into the hands of men right so you know, like that's a great example of veneering. They tested it. They tried a whole heap of stuff. Uh, what's another good example? You know, uh, cheese companies that make those, you know, like the the bigger stringers. I don't know if they have that in the US, but it's just another version of a sliced cheese. It's just in a stick and they've targeted it at kids. Right? Yeah, sure. So there's, there's definitely being done in multiple industries and over time people don't really notice that it's being done to them does that make sense absolutely yeah yeah and even if you take um cheese for an example i mean that you know it's one product but they have you know different ways of of packaging that cheese to target various markets like obviously there's different aging processes and things like that but essentially it's all coming out of a cow right so you know like if for instance it's a more of a vintage cheese they're going to package it with colors a color palette for instance that appeals to a more of a mature market you know what i mean as opposed to if it's for kids it's going to be bright and have characters on it and and be fun looking but essentially, it's the same product. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, it's just about sitting down and thinking about, well, what is the what is the problem that my product solves or what are my the demographics of my target audience? I mean, veneering can be used for so many different things. You know, it's definitely something worth looking at. And as a as a designer, you know, when when you get a piece of packaging, you know, ask the question. I mean, I've got a client at the moment that just ran three different colours of the exact same product. So why did they do that? Because they wanted to see it's a gift product, right, targeted at one gender, mm-hmm. but quite likely bought by another gender. Yeah. So they were trying to see if the two different colours might have had a different impact on sale. Sure. So just for testing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it's just another version of veneering, you know, same product, different colour. I don't know, man. I I find this a really interesting topic and I see it happening more and more often, you know, and I think that any business can think about it. Designers should think, you know, should I be asking the question of my client? So, you know, I think any business can benefit from it. You just put the thought into it, see what happens. Look, you know, we had a, um, a situation where we were trying to identify for a particular lighting company who was viewing their catalogue, right? Because we knew that there were three distinct 
people that interacted with their product, even though they only sold through lighting outlets. Okay. Are we talking a printed catalogue? Uh, this was a downloaded, downloadable catalogue. Okay, yep. Right. They do have a printed one, and they send that printed one to the people that they sell to. Sure. So the lighting outlets, yep, right, yep. the lighting stores. But on the website, we, we put up a, a gateway that said, you know, download a catalogue if you are an electrician, download a catalogue if you are a homeowner renovating, and download a catalogue if you are a lighting store. Mm-hmm. Right, and that gave us huge information because the people interacting with the website were not that brand's actual customers mm-hmm. as far as who they direct sell to. Yep. It was who their customers sell to. So we got huge insights. And because of that, we actually produced a, a, a A5 size wire-bound printed catalogue for electricians wow. that they could keep in their vehicle. Nice. Yeah. Wow, that's powerful. All right, so veneering. And so so what are your tips if nobody's veneering? What, what should they do to get started? Start thinking about the problems that your, your product solves and ask yourself the question, can you market or can you redesign the same product in multiple ways for those audiences and just put it out to market and see if people respond differently? Nice, yeah. So it's all about testing, yeah. Absolutely. Mate, thanks for that. I think I took up most of that episode, but it's, it, it was interesting. You know, we said... It was your idea, but I liked it. I learned a lot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, go, go back and uh, think about how you're going to design some uh, some landing pages that maybe have those, you know, ask method style gateways. You can... I mean, online, it's great. You can actually physically tag people saying, well, they clicked on that particular category, you know, yeah. and then show them remarketing ads that are appropriate. Yeah, good tips. Thank you, Al. Thank you for listening, listener. Thanks, listener. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.